BS Free Witchcraft is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Nerd and Tie produces podcasts ranging from actual play to true crime, and you can find more at nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by going to nerdandtie.com slash Discord. We're never told this, but this was the women's holocaust. We did have a women's holocaust, and this was it. In terms of how many women were burned, it's very hard to get numbers. The, the high number that people use is 9 million over 300 or more years. So that there were huge, huge numbers of people who were burned and people who were, were killed by the Inquisition. Welcome to BS Free Witchcraft, your monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement, minus a lot of the usual BS. I'm your host, Trey Dorn, and what you heard right before I started speaking was uh, the voice of Thea Jensen in the 1990 uh, Canadian National Film Board documentary, The Burning Times. And that is that is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the myth of the burning times in the modern witchcraft movement, and uh, why what a lot of what you just heard isn't really true. And and as we get started, we should really define what the heck the burning times actually was, what like what they were. And first off, we have to remember the burning times is a modern phrase for this in the sense that uh, it was really coined by, as far as anyone can tell, Gerald Gardner. That's that's what most sources that I've been able to to track down link the the coining of the phrase to, because Gerald Gardner was. If anything, a dramatic, dramatic man. Um, and if, if this is your first episode of the show you're listening to and you don't know who Gerald Gardner was, um, go back to my History of Wicca episode or just like half any episode really that talks about Wicca. You're going to find out about who old Gerald Gardner was because, you know, he's the founder of Wicca. Anyways, and what it, what it refers to usually is the, the witchcraft trials in the early modern period uh, in, in Europe, uh, starting in about the 13th century. And these witch trials were not great. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, not, not, not really great at all. Um, the, there was a panic about witchcraft in the church, um, throughout, you know, the 13th century, running for several hundred years. And, you know, the the height of which was like 1580 to 1630 during the Counter-Reformation and the European Wars of Religion, or at least that's what Wikipedia told me. Um, but estimates on how many people died vary wildly. Um, the people who were accused, uh, about 80% were women. There were some witch trials that targeted primarily men, but those were lesser. Uh, as for why these primarily targeted women, um, pretty much, I mean, the whole of Western society has been largely engineered against women for, like, a couple of millennia, at least. So it's unsurprising that panic about witchcraft would largely target women, but it, it should be clear that men were also accused, and when they were accused, they were accused of witchcraft. Like, some people like to try to make this just a, a thing about women, and while it did largely target women, um, the actual accusations uh, were not 
gender discrimination society as a whole was the thing doing the uh, gender-based discrimination because, you know, the world is awful. Um, it should also be clear that these people who were accused were largely Christian. The, and even the ones who weren't were not doing anything remotely close to what we do in the modern witchcraft movement. And this is going to be important later. Trust me. But let's let's be clear. These people who were accused of witchcraft were not real most of them were not doing anything resembling witchcraft and the ones who were doing other things were not doing anything resembling what we do now as modern witches. Let's let's be super clear on that. Um, it's the number of people who ended up dying in these in these witch trials. The numbers vary greatly. Um, folklorist, uh, the late Joe Beethencourt, attempted to track down as many documented killings as he could. Um, obviously, he's he's passed away, but his his the he kept an updated list, which included people killed in the modern era and his what he could document. What he could document uh, was roughly fourteen thousand to twenty three thousand confirmed us between thirteen hundred and seventeen hundred. Um, the reason why there is a, a a number range there is because sometimes uh, trials would just say witches, like as in plural, but not really defined. So the the low number is if you assume the minimum number of people, and then the high number that was based on the documentations you could find. If you assumed like I think a hundred people, I think he was. But so. 14,000 to 23,000. And he wasn't claiming that that was the number of people, like, for sure. He was just, that was what he could document. He was trying to document them all. Other estimates put the number of deaths between uh, 40 to 60,000, depending on what source you look at. And 40 to 60,000 is a lot of people. Frankly, you know, a death that is preventable happening. And a, a, a death... A single person dying who shouldn't have died is a tragedy. And 50,000 people is a tremendously huge number. You know, even spread out over a couple hundred years. It is, it is a tragedy, and it is awful. And so I guess that brings us to our first question, because as you heard Thea Jensen say in that clip I used at the beginning, there's a 9 million figure? Nine million is a lot more than fifty thousand. I mean, like orders of magnitude. Where the heck did that number come from? Well, that's his own thing. The nine million figure has passed around for a very long time in in the witchcraft community. Uh, I mean, like, a long time. And where it came from is, is best tracked down to, like, a 1784 article by Gottfried Christian Voigt. And he estimated a figure of 
42,994 executions between and and between the year 600 and 1700 CE. That is a a period of 1,100 years. And that number is not supported by any evidence. Like it's just it's just whole cloth as far as anyone can like no one knows how he got his methodology it's not supported by any evidence and it's it's you'll notice a much larger period than what we were talking about as the quote-unquote the burning times now nine million people in that you know like 300 years is massive but over a thousand years it's still pretty big <laughs> and it's It's not backed up by anything, though. And most scholars never really took it, take it seriously, at least not in the modern era. But you were still hearing people repeating this 9 million numbers through the 90s and 2000s. And I'm betting there's someone who's still saying it now. It's definitely memorialized in quite a few witchcraft books. Like, you know, Buckland was a, a, a big proponent of the myth of the burning times and the the reason why it got so popular in witchcraft circles is because Gerald Gardner then repeated that number in an interview after World War II and it, it, it was to the point where for a long time people thought Gardner just made the number up and, and you'll see a lot of sources still claim that Gardner made the number up. But no, no, it came from a place. And I am 100% certain that Gardner chose that number because it was the most convenient, big-sounding number he could find. Like, I'm not saying that... I'm not trying to, like, justify his promotion of this number. Not even remotely. Like, it's he 100% took that number out uh, because it was so big and he he knew he knew what he was saying it's he just was smart enough to pull that big number and be able to point and go ah this guy said it this guy said it first not that you know that didn't get lost to history because people uncritically believed him because uncritically believing false narratives is like that's like the first 50 years of Wicca right there, man. Oh, I'm allowed to say that. I'm a Wiccan. It's, uh, it's bad, y'all. It's bad. The number of lies we told ourselves in the early days. It's, it's, it's really this, this thing where, so, and I want to, I want to clarify that it also kind of feels anti-Semitic and I'm not, let me explain. The reason why is that Gardner liked to participate in the Oppression Olympics. He wanted to make it sound like witches were the most persecuted group ever. You know, not that, like, people who said they were a witch were really going to have a really warm reception. Like, the man was big on dramatics, and I, and this is just personal opinion, I think he was determined to win the Oppression Olympics. Um, I think he really wanted that gold, and and the reason why I say it's anti-Semitic is saying this right in the wake of World War II, and say, ah, but, you know, our people were even more oppressed. 
right after the Holocaust is just sort of it's just the challenge of being a Wiccan the real challenge is being able to like we don't deify our founder like he was kind of a garbage person a lot of the time and frankly the reason why Wicca is a good and functional system is because Doreen Valiente slapped some sense into the man. It's just, it's just a thing, man. It's just a thing we got to deal with. New pagans feel that they are returning to a pre-Christian tradition that honors both women and nature. That was just another little piece of that 1990 Burning Times documentary from the Canadian National Film Board. And that attempt to connect the witch trials to modern witchcraft and paganism is, is a bit of a thing. Now, as I stated before, the, these people who were executed, these people who were put on trial, were for the most part just Christians. And even the people who weren't, again, as previously stated had no connection to really anything that we do as modern witches. Uh, beyond some people who are doing some interesting reconstructionist stuff. It's, they, they, weren't, they weren't what we would call a, witches, a witch today. They were 100% not Wiccans. Yet Gardner, of course, wanted to link back to how all of, you know, they were all Wiccans. Because Gardner, you have to remember, was perpetuating this false narrative that Wicca was an unbroken religion going back to pre-Christian Europe and part of Margaret Murray's whole Great White Wicca Witch Cult. Like, nonsense. That is anthropologically unfounded and just a complete fiction. But again, it's throughout the 20th century, Wicca pretty much demanded that it was this ancient craft, that it was this ancient faith. It's Remember, Gardner never called himself a Wiccan. That was a word that came later from other people. He just called himself a witch, and he tried to claim that he spoke for all witches, which is, of course, nonsense. And, yeah, it's a whole thing. Anyways, what happens is, is that this this narrative just sort of, like, works its way into the, the, the modern witchcraft movement's culture. The the modern paganism and modern witchcraft they 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 start building upon this myth of the burning times how nine million were killed and you have to remember also this is like while this is happening we have the rise of the satanic panic because as wicca gains momentum in the 60s and and 70s that's also when the satanic panic is kicking in and so what you have is this this bond to a narrative about how we're oppressed while the satanic panic, which of course is putting real modern witches under levels of kind of I would obviously nothing like the witch trials. That would be a ludicrous thing. It would be a ludicrous comparison, but you'd, you'd think it would be. However, that didn't stop a lot of people at the time comparing themselves to the persecution of the witch trials during the satanic panic. There was a strong desire to paint modern witches as misunderstood victims 
during the satanic panic because of all of this concern about these these evil rituals and things like that that was just kind of a fiction and again i have a whole episode on the satanic panic way back you can go listen to the full history of that nonsense but that concept of of the persecuted witch became almost like almost an identity for a lot of people in the modern witchcraft movement this i've i've even seen papers argue that it isn't important that the myth of the burning times is wholly inaccurate <laughs> because the concept of the burning times is core to the identity of the modern witch which i don't think is true i think for some people like it's part of their identity but i don't remotely think it's a necessary part of the identity of a modern witch and to lay claim to the legacy of these victims who again were not a part of our movement is i don't know in many ways it's kind of just kind of a little gross to me like to say that these people who died under tragic circumstances because their neighbor wanted some land and accused them of witchcraft or because uh, some local minister was overzealous and didn't like, you know, someone being a little too forceful with him. Like the, the, the conditions to say that these people, to say that, to usurp their legacy, like to take these people who would have never necessarily agreed with who we are or what we do or any of that and forcibly say that, no, 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 these are my ancestors, is to take their legacy against their will, which is kind of a shitty thing to do. Just a, just a pinch there, guys. Just a pinch. And again, it's nobody questioned this 9 million number. Because we didn't want to question the 9 million number. And the, that 1990 documentary, The Burning Times, really in, stoked those flames. I don't want to give it sole responsibility, obviously, but it's a really easy thing to point to. I mean, here's a high production, 50-minute uh, documentary by the Canadian National Film Board, in, which includes like a soundtrack of original music by Lorena McKennett. And kids, if you don't know, like, how big a musician Lorraine McKennett is in, like, the modern witch movement, like, she's not, like, I'm not claiming that she's a witch or anything like that, but, like, the amount of neo-pagan influence in her, especially her earlier music, is really, really, really clear and... A lot of us listen to her music. Like the the like uh, the big piece that like opens that documentary became Tango to Avora on her album The Visit, but the she originally wrote it for that documentary. I'm I'm not kidding, and and people who have no idea about any of this music are just like, uh, what what is Trey talking about? I do not care, but like people would in the 90s put up like never forget the burning times like on their website as a graphic and it's i don't know i think i've i've kind of trailed off here and i'm sorry about that but people like gardner and buckland and 
so the raven wolf like people perpetuated this story they perpetuated this this myth that we came from these witches and you see people today still like we're the daughters of the witches you didn't burn like i cannot begin to well first off okay the burning times is a stupid name because the burning times is a stupid name because um like while yes there are places where witches were burned at the stake yes that did happen but also like in a lot of places witches were just hung hanged i guess is the appropriate (laughs) but witches were hanged and it's it's just i can't it's just so much you aren't the daughters of the witches who weren't who who you didn't burn first off what does that even mean so the people who weren't accused of witchcraft are the people you descended of great awesome like that's a meaningless sentence but you're still invoking the legacy of these victims who you did not inherit from we did not inherit from we, we don't get to lay claim to their legacy just because we're we're actually I don't know it's it's so it's so infuriating it's so infuriating and the burning times is a stupid term the witchcraft trials of the early modern period were an awful thing that killed a lot of people and it was bad but we as modern witches are not inheritors of those victims legacy we're not and to pretend to be that is a mistake I don't know maybe you disagree with me maybe you think that I'm wrong and that's cool please tell me tell me how I'm wrong because I I like hearing differing opinions um the important thing though the important thing and this is this is what's really important no matter what you whether you agree or disagree with my with 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 anything I've said here I think it's just important that we all agree that the 9 million number is a made up piece of bullshit the actual death in the witch trials like were way less than that um talking like 50,000 about which is bad but not 9 million like (laughs) the economic impact of killing 9 million people like and they claim oh it wasn't documented like no it's the the not documented is how you get from like 23,000 to 50,000 right like that's that's a not documented gap 9 million people the the mass like in mass graves that's what these people claim like you it's, it just it it literally like we'd be stumbling upon them wouldn't we and there's no way that doesn't get written down that like it would have such an impact on the culture that there's no way that that you don't miss 9 million people right like anyways 9 million is made up the burning times is a stupid name for it and we as modern which and we cannot hold on to these false numbers as an attempt to make ourselves seem more important 
and Buckland and his ilk for spreading those numbers was intellectually dishonest because either they knew they were wrong and didn't care or they didn't care to fact check anything and here as magicians we fact check everything right right like you should be fact checking me go look stuff up research everything i'm telling you <laughs> i should not be your sole authority on this stuff like verify what i say too i'm a jumping off point um yeah, so we should be agreeing on that at the very least. And I think it is, I think it is morally dishonest to claim their legacy. But that's just me. You don't have to agree with me on that. But, you know, I think I'm right. And that's all that sort of matters anyways. Um... I didn't go into a lot of the details on the witch trials, and uh, I know that eventually Bree over on Hex Positive is going to cover witch trials, and so hopefully she'll cover some information that I didn't. Um, Hex Positive, by the way, if you didn't know, is the other witchcraft podcast on the Nerd and Tie Network, hosted by Bree Nagarin, author of Grove Daughter Witchery, and uh, that launched in May. And uh, she's got two episodes out. It's going to be regularly a monthly podcast, but put out two episodes in may and uh you should listen to that show because the nerd and tie network is a fun place to be with fun people and hex positive is a fun witchcraft podcast because you demanded more witchcraft podcasts but i can only produce so much so the answer is um get another witchcraft podcast on the network so you can find more information about hex positive at nerdandtie.com slash hex that's nerdandtie.com slash h-e-x uh it's it's a good show and you should listen to it and i should know because i'm saying this and apparently you've made it all the way through this episode and maybe through a lot of other episodes and clearly clearly my opinion means something somewhere down the way for you maybe i don't know <laughs> anywho as we begin to wrap this up, um, I want to thank all of you guys for tuning in. Remember, this show is supported by patrons and listeners like you. you if you want to support the show, you can sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. Um, it's a fun, it's a fun place to be. And if you if you become a patron, you get episodes like this early, sometimes a week, sometimes a few days, just depending on when I get the show. Effectively, you get the show as soon as it's in the can. As soon as I say, this episode is done, I toss it up on Patreon immediately. And sometimes it's a week early, sometimes it's a few days early, but you get the episodes earlier than normal people. Also, we do want to shout out uh, the current people at our shout-out tier, which is just uh, Meg... Ten Hulzen, and I hope I'm saying your name right, Meg. Tell me if I'm wrong. Um, Meg Ten Hulzen. Uh, if you want a witchy shout-out, that is a $10 tier. Um, obviously, you'll get shouted out the first month after you pay. So, um, And then every month after that, because that is how recurring things work. It's exciting. 
But thank you to all my patrons. Um, you guys are the best because that's how we can afford to pay the bills around here. And uh, besides that, if you want to, if you can't afford to support us on Patreon, we totally get it. Consider just uh, sharing this episode with your friends. Subscribe on whatever podcatcher you like, be it Spotify, iTunes, Google, whatever they're doing. They're transitioning their story. Stitcher. We're on all the major platforms, so subscribe to us there. If you're on a platform like iTunes that does reviews, just please review the show. Give us five stars. Tell people how much you like it. You can follow the show on social media, too. That's free. And uh, I'm on Twitter at T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. I'm on Tumblr, uh, T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N.tumblr.com. And the show is on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BSFreeWitchcraft. And the network that we're on, Nerd and Tie, has a Discord where you can talk to me, like, all the time. Like, I'm on there every day, and uh, the witches have pretty much taken over the Discord between this show and Hex Positive. You know, talk to me and Bree whenever you want, and you can do that at nerdandtide.com slash Discord. That'll take you to an invite. It'll always take you to an active invite, as long as the Discord is accepting invites. So get to the Discord, show up, say hi. Um, We do have merchandise available, um, and there's a link to that to my Redbubble on the show's new website, bsfreewitchcraft.com. It's the old website with a shorter URL. (laughs) If you type in the old URL, it'll still get you to the site. But we're now bsfreewitchcraft.com. If you have any comments, ideas, I want to hear them. This July, we're going to be doing a feedback episode like we did last year. And um, if you have things you want me to answer on the show... Uh, you can go to bsforwitchcraft.com, click on the contact button, that'll take you to a form. If you've written anything in within the last uh, couple months, I'm sorry if I haven't gotten back to you. I've read everything you all have sent me, and I'm just saving it for that episode. Um, if it's good, if it's not good, I'll still read. I've read everything. It's you know, It depends on how many submissions we get. I'll respond to everything if it doesn't end up in the show, because I'm obsessive like that, and I will always do it, because I have to, or else I won't get to sleep. So... I really, 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 really want to hear from you guys. And yeah, just send me your questions. Send me your ideas. Give me your opinions. If I've been wrong, like in the 20-whatever episodes we've done so far, if you think I've been wrong, please tell me because I want to hear your opinions. And then I will read them to the rest of the audience. And I will probably still think I'm right unless I'm wrong. But at least you'll tell me. I change my mind all the time. What am I talking about? <laughs> People tell me I'm wrong and I change my mind all the time. I'm... It's... I don't even know what's going on anymore, man. It's... Thank you, Magickens, for tuning in yet again. And I will get back to you in a month with another episode that will hopefully not be negative. I don't know. It'll... We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's... It's, it's an adventure that we are all on together, probably. Unless you're not, and that's your personal choice and value. 